Hello to everyone that doesn't like plants that taste like meat. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hello everybody, Chris Gethard here. Welcome to Beautiful Anonymous. And first things first, a huge thank you. There was a big discussion on the Facebook group, Marta Sanchez, who's been supporting the show as long as I can remember, uh, posted a thing saying, hey, I missed some of the old freewheeling episodes where they went in different directions. And I liked it. I like seeing Marta's name pop up. And I can take a constructive criticism. And, and guess what we did? We all came together as a community. Some people saying, yes, I miss... I miss old calls where it felt like people had no plan. And then other people coming in and going, no, I like the exact opposite. I like I like when people come in because they've really got something they need to say and and the show airs it out. And, and it went in a million different directions. And it was hugely useful for me. And I think everybody in the Facebook group found it inspiring, gets the gears turning on different things I can be doing to work on the show and improve the show and never rest on my laurels. Thank you. One thing that came up, one person saying she feels like I plug the the uh, live shows too much in the intros, and I sympathize. I'll also just beg your forgiveness on that because uh, while I have weathered the storm with the pandemic rather well, uh, I, I am everyone in my life is healthy. No one in my immediate nuclear family that lives under my roof has caught COVID. I also have not been able to go on the road, and I have a kid, and I have a mortgage. And the financial reality of that is very real. And money is just money. Uh, but at the same time, it's why I tell you so often that I got live shows coming up. ChrisGeth.com. All the shows that got pushed because of COVID, they've been rescheduled starting in May. Bunch of them in Florida to kick things off. Plus some new shows uh, in North Carolina, West Virginia, Pennsylvania that uh, were not announced before. All on sale at ChrisGeth.com. And thanks. Thanks for bearing with me, honestly. Um, you guys have been a hugely supportive fan base. And um, I know I plug the live shows a lot, but that is my effort to survive and weather the storm. So thank you. Now, recently we've been playing with the idea of including voicemails, just sort of like some quick hits that add a little flavor to the show. I've been enjoying the experiment. Well, guess what? We got a voicemail recently that relates to the engaged but in love with someone else episode. This episode had a lot of reaction and you're going to be shocked when you hear who this voicemail is from. Hi, Chris and everybody there. Happy Valentine's Day, which brings me to why I'm calling. Today's caller that was released about the woman who is engaged to somebody and in love with somebody else, she's in love with me. And we have had quite the happy love story since that episode was recorded. I'm actually standing very close to where she was when she was placing her call because we worked together. So I was not supposed to have listened to that yet, um, as you and she discussed in the episode. But this morning, we were having breakfast, and she was like, can we please listen to that on the way into work? So I heard it, and funny is that, uh, you said, Chris, so this guy's going to be listening to, he's going to have to get through the Groundhog episode and the Pirate Lady episode. I just finished those, so you're spot on. I went from having just me, and now I have a whole family. We have a cat and a baby, and we're great. So thank you. Have a great day. Happy Valentine's Day. Makes me think we might need to do a follow-up sometime soon. Let me know, listeners, what do you think? Should we uh, follow up with that one? Seems meant to be. 
Now, this week's episode, this was a live show from Omaha. You want a free will and one Marta? You want one that feels like the old days? How about this? How about a caller? A live setting where most of it is about how he has a condition where he can't burp. How about that? That should, that should help you out. Talk about some other stuff too, but that's the bulk of it. And all kinds of stuff. You know how it goes with this show. It goes in a million different directions, but most of all, I think a lot of people are going to enjoy uh, the the burp-focused nature of this call. And it was a joy to do this one. Thanks to everybody who came out to the live show in Omaha. Thanks to everybody who supports the show. Thanks to everybody for your constructive criticism over there in the Facebook group. And most of all, thanks to the caller who was so charming and funny and, and charmed the hell out of me and the people of Omaha, Nebraska. And now you enjoy the call. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello. Hello. Hi, how's it going? Hello. Hi. Is this Chris? Yeah, yeah. It's Chris and a whole bunch of people in Nebraska. Okay, I think there's a little bit of a delay, but cool, oh. awesome. Yeah, we'll this figure it bonkers. out. It's going to be fun, and everybody, okay. all these people in this room are nice, so we can just talk as usual, and then they'll jump in on Twitter every once in a while, and we'll have a good time. Cool. Um, so here's the thing. I have a two-month-old at home right now, Oof. and I just, like, changed her diaper, right? Yeah. And then this happened, so I, I haven't had a chance to wash my hands. <laughs> like, it just happened. You can go take a so, minute. Just, you just I, I don't think you've ever had anyone wash your hands on the podcast. Wow, this like, is listen to them. titillating, titillating audio. For everybody in the room here at the waiting room in Omaha and everybody listening in your earbuds, prepare to hear actual audio of a person washing their hands. Okay, yeah, I'm putting this phone down. Yeah. Okay, here, here we go. Okay. 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 I'm back. I don't know how we're going to top that. Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking that I, I thought, you know, should I just not wash my hand? But no, there's no way. Congrats uh, on the, uh, on the baby two months old. Is it, is it your first baby? Yeah. First baby two months. Um, yeah. I had to tell my wife cause you know, when you have a new baby, you have to like agree on every single thing you're doing. So the other person can watch the watch the baby and I was explaining to her like yeah I'm gonna go on a podcast where I just talk for an hour she was like but you hate talking to people and I agree with her so hopefully this hopefully this is not a mistake well I'll I'll do my best on my end to make make you feel like it's not a mistake and congrats on having a baby I uh I know how magical it is and how difficult it is and I I remember two months in still feeling like completely shell-shocked all the time. So it means a lot that you're taking a little time to hang out with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's nice to get away, you know, just a little bit. I'm glad she said I could do this. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's been a crazy year. Um, I don't know. No one ever asks you how you want this show to go, do they? Do they ask you that? Generally, no. Whether you want it like. Where you want it like fun, 
weird, sad. I feel like it usually lands at some combination of those. Fun, weird, and sad. I, yeah. Why, where, where, where are your yeah. instincts leaning? I, I don't know. I've had all of those this year. Um, like in March, um, I had surgery um, so that I could burp. I've never been able to burp. Um, and it's a condition called RCPD. And, there's and a... now I can burp. Congrats. Is that the fun, weird, or sad one? I think, I think that's the weird one. I think most people, when I say I can't burp, they're like, whatever. But it's actually kind of like painful. So it was painful enough that it, it was giving me... It warranted a surgery. Was that? It was painful enough that it warranted yeah, yeah, a yeah. surgery. Yeah, because, you know... I went into um, like gastroenterologists and saying like, I have a really bad heartburn because I didn't know what it was. And they're giving me all this medication. None of it's working. I spent like $10,000 trying to figure this out um, until one day I just Googled like until I couldn't anymore. And there's this Reddit group called No Burp. And I think it's like up to 20,000 people. But there's like a group of people on there who, who can't burp. And I went to Chicago, got surgery, and now I'm good. So if you hear me burp, it's, I'm not trying to be rude. I like cat <laughs> Yeah, no, don't, don't hesitate. Don't hold back. It, it, you've been waiting a lifetime. Now I think you need to burp guilt-free and shame-free as often as you feel like. Now I've seen like there's videos of, you know, like maybe babies who are born with um, – you know, hearing trouble. And then you see a video of when they get outfitted for the first time with a hearing aid. And all of a sudden they're like smiling at the sound of their, of their mother's voice. Um, you see babies who get glasses put on and they can see clearly for the first time. Was your first burp a similar thing? Um, you know, it's kind of weird. It's not like complete release because you get the surgery you burp a little bit and you're like, okay, you don't feel completely better. Cause you still have like, I don't know. I've been having all these problems for years and it doesn't just go away automatically. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and there's like this whole thing, like you're not really supposed to drink soda for the first couple of days. Cause then it could like hurt. Um, it's, it kind of builds up to release, I guess. But yeah, definitely now I can tell the difference. Totally, 100%. I didn't think we were going to be able to top the sound of you washing your hands. And I think we have done it. I think we have done it. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's all I could hope for. I wish there was a surgery where they give you the surgery and then you burp once and that pain goes away forever and you just move on with your life. That would be a hilarious surgery. I wish. Yeah, because I, I have to practice saying excuse me after I burp now because I never, you know, when I, I guess like 10 years ago was when I started getting some pain. Yeah. And I thought I was burping, but my wife is like, no, that's, that's not a burp. I was just like hiccuping in my chest or something. So, yeah, I guess anyone listening out there, just if you're hiccuping in your chest, it's not a burp. <laughs> If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Yeah. So if you do have yeah, to burp so... in the course of this call, feel free, because I, 
I have to say, I'm weirdly fascinated to know what it sounds like when you burp after a lifetime of not burping. And I'd love to go on that emotional journey with you. So don't hang back if one, if one pops up. Oh, no, I won't. Yeah, I think it sounds normal, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, don't, I think if I were to do it, it would be underwhelming, but I won't, I won't let it get, let it hold, hold me back. No worries, no worries. So I'm, okay, so surgery, first child born, same year. Yeah. So first burp and first child, 2021. What else has been going on? Yes. Um, some sad stuff. My father-in-law actually died two weeks before my child was born. Oh, that's so sad. Um, which, yeah, which is like, you know, I haven't really talked about it with anyone yet, but it's like she came out and we were so excited. And then like less than 10 seconds later, you know, she's saying if he could have just waited two weeks to meet her. Yeah, that's really, that's awful. I'm sorry. Yeah, so we're all kind of dealing with that at the same time. Uh, Been a crazy year, I guess. Now, two months, if I'm remembering right from my son, my son's two and a half years, two months, she can't really do Mm -hmm. anything still, right? Um, I mean, and cry and eat. Um... Yeah, no, she can't really do... I mean, she rolled over, like, twice. Did you lose your mind? I think is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was crazy. I remember the Um, first time I was holding holding Cal, and he grabbed onto my thumbs and did, like, a little pull-up and sat up, and he and I looked at each other like he had just dunked a fucking basketball. We we were looking at... I was like, whoa, whoa, and he looked so proud of himself, and I looked back on it, and I'm like, all he did was sit up by himself with my assistance, and I was like, ah, ah, you're the king, you're the king of the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was born, and, you know, they put her on my wife's chest, and her eyes were wide open. She was lifting her head up, like just straight out being born. I tell people that all the time. They're like, yeah, that's cool. I'm like, no, you don't understand. She lifts her head up after just being born. Yeah. Yeah. She's a superhero who's going to change the fabric of society. What don't you get about this? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess we got to start training her for the Olympics or something. I don't know how that works. Now, I'm going to tell you, I just checked our Twitter interactions with the crowd here in Omaha, and there's a, a, a question that's coming up a bunch, um, which is, how did you react when the baby first burped? Let's pause there. I know the feeling of watching your kid do anything and how amazing it is to react to that, how amazing it feels for this guy who's never burped to see a baby burp. I want to know that reaction. I also want to know about these products and services from our fine advertisers. We'll be right back. Thanks to our advertisers who allow us to bring the show to the world. Now let's finish the phone call. How did you react when the baby first burped? You know what? (laughs) It's funny because when I went into the surgery... I knew my wife was pregnant, and so I was like, hey, Doc, what are the chances that she can't burp, you know, and whatever, and we had the conversation. So I was, like, watching, 
And I guess I hadn't, I didn't catch it for a while. And I was telling my wife, I was worried. I was like, it hasn't burped yet. I haven't heard it. And my wife's like, yeah, I've heard it. It's fine. She's burped. But now I hear it. I'm just so relieved. It's like, cause I mean, that was some expensive stuff. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But I, other than the pain and stuff. I remember um, once when my son was a little older than your daughter is now, I was playing with him and I was laying on my back holding him above me and he was giggling and then he looked at me funny and I went, what's wrong, dude? And he burped and he burped up into my eyes, <laughs> spit up into my eyes and I started screaming and I'm sure you're already there two months in. One of the things when you have a newborn is like sometimes you just hear your spouse start screaming and you just got to run to wherever the <laughs> screaming is because you don't know if like something horrible is happening. So Hallie comes running into the room but there were toys around us. So I didn't put Cal down. I was just like holding him above me because I didn't want to put him down on anything and hurt him. So I hear her run into the room and she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, he vomited in my eyes. He, he spit up. He like, bur I, he burped and puke came into my eyes and I couldn't see anything. And then I just hear my wife go silent and I'm like waiting for her to take the baby or go get a towel or something. And I finally, I'm like, what's going on? Like, what's going on? And she goes, hold still, I'm taking a picture. <laughs> and I was like, this is really, this is really messed up, man. Like, this shouldn't be, like a few months oh ago, God. if anyone vomited into my eyes, you would have helped me by now. Like, it wouldn't have been a photo op. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I get that, like, I get people wanting to take pictures of her, like, doing things, but I'm just trying to get her to, like, sleep while I'm holding her. <laughs> Please, just sleep. That's all I want. Oh, my God. I just remember that. <laughs> I remember that very well. Very well. Yeah, I, I had my booster shot yesterday, uh, Wednesday, mm -hmm. uh, the COVID booster, and she had her vaccine shots the same day, which was a mistake because... We were both feeling terrible. I felt like crying. She was crying, just trying to get her to go to sleep. It's, that was probably the worst day. But other than that, but Daddy-daughter vaccines, that's pretty cute. Daddy-daughter vaccines is a pretty cute moment in your life, though. Yeah, that is true. I hadn't thought of it like that. I wasn't looking forward to the side effects. I was just like, get, over, get it over with. But. So you said fun, weird sad. I feel like we've touched base with all those. Any, anything else jumping out that falls into those categories? I mean, as far as this year, I don't know. I think that's it. I had kidney stones. Is that sad or, I don't know, just painful, I guess. My wife gave birth and I had kidney stones. So That was also that you had the burping surgery and the kidney stones and the baby. Uh, kidney stones, I've heard, is one of the most painful things that you can go through. True or false? Um, well, so they didn't last as long as I think other people's last. But um, as soon as it, like, started getting really painful, um, I was like, I told my wife, I have to go to the hospital. And I'm not one of those people who are like, you know, immediately go to the hospital in case anything's wrong. So when she heard me say I have to go to the hospital, it was, like, dire, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as soon as I got there to the hospital, I, I guess I passed them. And so I was just sitting in the in the waiting room, just kind of like, well, do I need to be here? I don't know. You passed him in the waiting and there, room? There was, yeah, yeah. And um, I, was, I was feeling okay. I, 
I stayed because, you know, it could have been appendicitis or something. Yeah. Um, but I stayed in the waiting room and there was a lady who like sitting across from me, she was like legit having a heart attack. You know, she was laying there. She was like, is there a room available? Is there a room available? And the guy was like, looked right at her, said, yeah, room's coming up. It'll be available soon. And he looks right at me and takes me back to a room that was open. But you had already pissed out the kidney stones. Yeah. I mean, I would have said something, but I didn't know where they were taking me. I just feel bad for that lady. I still think about her. Yeah, I'm going to be thinking about her forever, too, now. Yeah, it's kind of... It's it's just the hospital I went to, I guess. It's kind of terrible. I I lived in... Queens for a long time. I lived for eight years with a guy, a friend of mine from college. We moved to New York City together, lived together for eight years. And we had just moved, um, we lived in uh, two apartments together and we had just moved from one to the other. And he was a real tough guy, like really, really tough guy, handled his life on his own from a young age, like really, like never a guy, never dramatic, never histrionic. I got a text from him one night in the middle of the night He's like, hey, are you home? And I thought like someone must have been breaking into our house or something. I don't know what's going on. And I text him back. I'm like, yeah, why? What's up? He's like, I don't know what's going on with me, but you need to get me to the hospital right now. And I was like, oh, whoa, that's like crazy. Like if he's saying that and he didn't have health insurance either. So I'm like, oh man, like that's for real. And it, it turned out it was kidney stones. But the bad part was this was like, before you had like maps on your phone that you could just type in hospital and it would show you the nearest one. So I didn't really know where the nearest hospital was and it had just snowed. So I ran out to start digging out my car and it was all ice because it was the middle of the night. So I run back in. I'm like, it's going to take me a while to dig the car out and then I got to figure out exactly where the hospital is. He's like, fuck it, dude. I'm in so much pain. I was like, I can keep digging the car out or maybe we should just call you an ambulance. He's like, I can't afford an ambulance, man. Like this is so fucked up though. But he was like curled. I was like, dude, I've never seen you like this. We got to call an ambulance. He's like, fine, call the ambulance. So we call the ambulance and they show up and I like help drag them downstairs and I get them in the ambulance and I jump in the back with him and they go to the end of our block and make a left and go two blocks and it cost them $6,000 for a two block ride oh my God. for kidney stones. And I always felt bad about that. But he just called them. It was like the city hospital. New, New York City, every borough has one hospital where they just like throw everybody who doesn't have nothing. Like if you don't have insurance or maybe you don't have a home or maybe you're mentally unwell, like it, it was pure chaos, this hospital. So he just called them the next week and was like, I cannot pay you this money. And they were like, we'll figure it out. It happens all the time. Don't worry. And I always feel bad because it took them a while to pay off what they did charge them. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I still feel so bad. I'm like, cause he, when he realized he was like, we're here already. And I was like, I guess so. He's like, I could have fucking walked through the pain. Like I could have, I'm like, no, you couldn't know. He's like, I could have for, for that amount of money. And I still sometimes be like, I'm so sorry that I cost you all that money. And he's like, ah, it's cool. They gave me morphine. Like at the end of the day, I got to do a bunch of morphine. So that was cool. I didn't get morphine because as soon as I went back there, they were like, what's your pain level? I'm like, it's a one, you know, I'll just sit in the bed and like play on my phone and, we had our baby at that point. She was like one month, so I was just happy to like not hear crying, I guess. Um, so you were happy you got so, kidney yeah. stones because it was a break from the baby? What a stunning condemnation of well, the early days of parenthood. 
Uh, well, okay. So after the kidney stones, I was glad to be sitting in a bed playing sure. on my phone because they gave gotcha. me a blanket. Someone came in to check on me. It was nice. Matt, yeah, I maxed out my deductible. So Matt on Twitter on is asking me which was worse, kidney stones or not burping? Oh, not burping for sure. Not burping was worse than not kidney stones? Sure. But kidney stones, they say, is like the... The closest, like someone even noted it in here. James said, kidney stones are no joke. They say it's the closest thing we get to childbirth, but apparently it's not the same. You're saying the not burping was more painful than passing a kidney stone. Well, okay. So the kidney stones, they didn't last very long. I guess they were smaller. So, uh, you know, I don't know. It was very painful, but the no burping thing lasted for years. And like, I, I couldn't eat certain things like, that like lying down was one of the things like to relieve it. I couldn't go out anywhere um, without like lying down. Wait, it was um, only so eight was years. No so, wait, there was a stretch of your life where you could burp and then it, the burping just went away. No, no, no. I could never burp, but some people never like develop pain. You know, Got it. some people okay. like. Yeah. So it, when you, it affects everyone differently. So when you were a kid, oh, also Slevin just said, in response to my story, just put up a simple, NY sucks. I lived there until 2018. And other people are already liking it. Just the idea that New York sucks is already getting uh, traction on the hashtag. Um, so when you were a kid and like the other kids would all be making themselves burp and showing off like on the school bus or at a pizza party, would you fake it or, or um, would, you, would you just like quietly live with that? Was that your penance? Was that your burden to bear? You know, I thought about this because I guess I just didn't care. I don't, I don't know. I always thought I could burp. Like I, I guess I just wasn't like very aware as a kid or something. Or maybe I just wandered away when they were having the burping contest. I, I, I legitimately don't know. Yeah. But, okay. uh, yeah. I, and I, I will say, like, maybe once a year, like, that I can remember a legitimate burp would come out, but like a small one. And it would happen. And I remember thinking, whoa, what was that? And now I realize it was just a small burp. But, yeah, like, maybe once a year it would happen. And then, but it's really not enough. You got to like burp multiple times a day to get relief. I know. I do it. You don't have to tell yeah. me. I've burped like four times during this taping. But that's just because I ate a bunch of Mexican sure. food directly across the street and it was delicious. Yeah, that's, see, and that's the thing. Like, I've gained, I don't know, like 40 pounds this year because I'm just like, I'm just going to drink soda. I'm just going to eat whatever. So. So all yeah, the burp-inducing foods work. you had to avoid. You, are, you being, are you being hyperbolic or have you really gained 40 pounds now that you can drink soda? No, I mean, I don't know if it's a coincidence or whatever, but yeah, I've gained some weight uh, since then. But yeah. a, a legit 40? Um, you tacked on a legit 40? Yes, last time I checked, which is like uh, last week, I guess. That has to be soda, yeah. But, yeah, probably. <laughs> You, I'm okay with that, though. And that's great. Like, I'm not going to stop. You're, but you're going, thin guy. you're going hard at this soda. I mean, for sure, yeah. What are you your know. sodas of choice? Um, so my favorite is Dr. Pet. No, no, no. Okay. My favorite is Baja Blast. Mountain Dew Baja Blast. 
But, Holy shit, you know. Omaha agrees. Omaha just, yeah, in sure. unison, everybody just went, yes. I was never a huge Baja yeah, Blast sure. guy, personally. Yeah, I mean, if you're, like, buying it in the bottles, you know, why are you doing that? You have to go to Taco Bell. It has to be a special thing. I was going to say, you can only get it at Taco Bell. And at Taco Bell, I mix Mountain Dew and Diet yeah. Pepsi. Don't know why. Don't do it anywhere else. Only Taco Bell. I guess that's my personal sure. Baja Blast. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, other than that, like... Why are you giving me attitude? Um, I, listen, Baja Blast, hands down, best soda. That's, like, available. I know there's... I know you're into, like, DIY sodas or whatever, and there's probably some really good ones, but... Are we about to have a fight in front of Omaha? Because I feel like I've been pretty supportive of you this whole time, and you're catching some real weird toot about this Baja Blast issue. No, I can't fight. I can't fight on the phone. What would you say if I told you that um, I thought Baja Blast was overrated garbage? Um, I'd say more for me than I guess. <laughs> what would you say? Mountain Dew and Pepsi, you mix it? I do. At Taco Bell, for some reason, always since high school, at Taco Bell, my, my friend Mike D used to mix a Pepsi and Mountain Dew at Taco Bell, and I took to it. Don't do it anywhere else, but when I go to Taco Bell, since I was 14 years old, I get two bean burritos, nachos with cheese, and I mix some Pepsi and some Mountain Dew, and that's been literally the only, I think the only thing I've ever ordered at, at Taco Bell is that exact order I just told you. Mm. Okay, okay. I thought that was going to um, blow your fucking mind, dude. But I guess no, your reaction no, was actually that's appropriate. A order. <laughs> no, that's a good order. I'm a vegetarian, so being burritos all the way, yeah. Yeah, For yeah. Sure. I, went, I went vegetarian a few years ago, and Taco Bell's nice because it's the one fast food place I didn't have to adjust my order at all. Yeah. Now, well, now, like, Burger King has their uh, Impossible, Impossible Whopper or whatever. But, and um, White Castle has the White Castle sliders. Those are very good, too. The impossible slides. Yeah, yeah. You've never had. Yeah, see, I'm not. Have you? I'm not. A, yeah, I'm not about um, like plants trying to taste like meat. I guess um, I'm more of a like Red Robin black bean. They have a really good uh, veggie burger. I feel not the impossible burger. I'm feeling the, a simmering tension after the Baja Blast thing. Now I feel like I'm being judged based on the quality of my vegetarianism. I feel like we're about to get into like a shouting match. And I have to say, based on your tone and your energy, I think that would be hilarious if you and I got in a fast food shouting match. No, 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 no. I think this is more of my wife's influence on me as far as like being pretentious about food. So, no, eat whatever you want. It's cool. I don't um, believe you. Tasting like meat. Awesome. That's your thing. All right. You do your thing, I'll do my... Yeah, I like fake meat. I mean, I, I stopped eating meat in 2016 and then immediately just started eating White Castle again with their Impossible Sliders and was like, it, it's like nothing's changed and I still get to pretend that I'm saving animals. For sure. Yeah, I get that. Definitely. And it's nice to like, you know, now it's available like almost everywhere. Like you can get the Impossible Burger and it's nice to just roll up and not have to think about it too much. We've got a lot of reactions but. to this soda issue, my friend. <laughs> 
a lot of issues. And then, and then the best, I have to return to the best tweet that's come in so far. So first off, reactions to my mixing of Mountain Dew and Pepsi. Alyssa says, Chris, that is nasty. Uh, Slevin says, Baja Blast for the win. Ashley, strangely enough, also says Baja Blast for the win. I'm not sure if that's Baja Blast's like advertising catchphrase or if you both just stumbled into that. Uh, Marissa says, caller, I agree. Baja Blast is the supreme soda. Matt says, Gethard just casually dropping his Mountain Dew Diet Pepsi monstrosity like it isn't totally absurd. I've never felt this judged in my entire life than I do during this call. Alyssa says, that sounds like it would destroy me. Kristen says, I always add booze to mine so I can get Baja Blasted. Well done. Well done. Nice. James says mixing sodas I, is like stacking different flavored Pringles. If you've never done it, try it. Mind blown. I've never done it. Um, Marissa says, Chris, I think everyone has the same order they've done since high school when it comes to Taco Bell. Also Subway. Um, and then I just want to dip back because I'll tell you, someone whose name is unpronounceable, snilly 24 asks a question that's going to change everything. Caller. Can you fart? <laughs> well, okay. That's actually a pretty good question. Some people have said, like, I'm like a sociologist or an ethnographer because I ask deep questions about regular people. And I think that these are the types of questions they're referring to when I ask the caller, can you fart? Hey, we'll be right back. Thanks again to our advertisers. Now we're going to finish off the phone call. Someone whose name is unpronounceable, snilly 24 asks a question that's going to change everything. Caller, can you fart? (laughs) Well, okay, that's actually a pretty good question, Steve. Most people who can't burp, I guess... You know, I don't know the percentages, but um, there are studies out there. Um, Dr. Bastian, look him up. He's the one who gave me the surgery. But, um, yeah, most people who can't burp uh, have, like, fart constantly a lot. And I will say, shamefully, that was me. (laughs) Okay. So you had a long life of farting constantly, never burping. Now that you can burp, has it evened out? Oh, yeah, definitely. I yeah, love that I'd this is say, where it's you know. come to. I love that this is what it's come to. Us, dis- us <laughs> discussing your ratio of burps to farts live on stage in front of an audience of people. Yeah, I mean, I never thought I would be talking about this, but also, like, I was talking to people on Reddit, like, all year about it, so I'm cool with Well, I, people want to know more. Alyssa says, dude, his farts must be spicy. I mean, yes, I, I don't, sure. And, and qu- <laughs> I, they, I'll just say they did not smell good at all. Okay. I'll just say that. Okay, that's fair. Um, Brian suggests, can you fart as the episode title? Um, it's okay. I'll take it under consideration, Brian. Um, okay, well, I'm glad you got that. I'm glad you got that surgery then so you could stop with all the stinky farts and get into some normal burps. I can't believe that's a sentence I just said in front of a crowd. And we're, we're over halfway done with this call, caller. Wow. Yeah. 
to be honest, that's more than I thought we would be able to talk about that. So that's cool. Um, what else should we talk about? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I hate going dark um, or like sad. Um, it's up to you. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't, I guess. Don't, yeah, don't feel forced to. You don't have whatever you want to do. We can fight about Baja Blast as much as you want, or we can go dark. Up to you. No, yeah, it's just like years messing up everyone. Like um, my dad, because I, you know, before my child was born, I talked with my dad. He is an anti-vaxer, uh. and I was like, you know, I was like, look. Um, I don't think you can like hold her or like, be indoors with her so you get a vaccine. Luckily my mom got it, but he still hasn't held her. So it's kind of like bumming me out all the time. That's she already doesn't wild. have her other grandfather. Bummer I'm dealing with. So he's digging his heels in on the vaccines that much that he's not holding his granddaughter. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I had a conversation with him. It's not like I just mentioned it once and then kind of walked away. Like I tried to make him understand like in the best way that I could to not alienate him that I really just want her to be safe. It's time to have a kid. Like I'm just not going to get it. Then he was like, I'm not going to get the flu vaccine. I was like, that's weird. I think everyone fine with the flu vaccine, right? Yeah, you haven't heard too much anti-flu vaccine. Yeah, I guess he, he is it. I don't know. So he just went hard in that but, direction. What a bummer, man. Yeah. What a nonsense thing to be tearing families apart. That really sucks. I remember they, you, they, yeah. they tell you to everybody in your life has to get the Tdap, right, before your baby's born. The doc, I don't know if the doctors told you that. Did you hear about that one? That was yeah, yeah, we got it. And we yeah, yeah we told we emailed my parents and my my uh, all our family, and then my brother didn't get it in time, and he met came up, he met Cal, and he couldn't hold him the first time he met him, and I was like so bummed. But that was the Tdap man. That's like a standard one, the COVID one. It's like just get the, I don't know. I mean, people want to dig their heels in, they want to dig their heels in, but to hear, especially considering your wife lost her dad, just like. Just get the shot to hold the kid. Like, we want the photo op. Like, is this really more important than that? That's crazy. That sucks, man. Yeah, I mean, and, like, before she, like, was born and stuff, I was like, you know what, whatever. Like, I got to take care of my kid. It doesn't bother me. Like, I got to do what I got to do. But then when you flat out said no, it just kind of hits you differently, you know? Yeah. So, and, like... We're kind of trying to be safe. So, like I said, my mom has a vaccine, so she can hold her. And we're, like, outside with them, trying to kind of distance. I can just see in his face that he's sad, but I'm like, dude, this is your, this is your deal. Well, that's... Uh, I don't know. That's the thing that bums me out. And, again, I don't, I, you know, I don't often go political, and I don't know the political inclinations of everybody sitting in the room with me tonight. But the thing that, bums, the thing that gets me mad is it's like, all right, like a whole wing of people go, okay, we've got to keep the economy open. And, and then the politicians go, oh, great, so that, uh, cool, it's just everybody's got to wear masks. And then the same people go, like, no. And it's like, okay, well, we'll scramble and we'll develop a vaccine in record time. So now we can do that. 
And then they, we go, no. And it seems to me to be, the, it, it's like the same group of people who keeps being presented with solutions, who keeps refusing to partake in them. And that's what I don't get is like, you made, like, it sucks, but it's like your dad can stand there and look as sad as he wants, but you told him what you needed and he made the choice and now that's the consequence and you're protecting your kid and I think that's a really good thing. I think if your gut instinct is that that's what's safest for your daughter, that's, uh, I think that that's important to draw a line on and not be too affected by your dad getting sad about it because that's crazy. Have you had that, like, have you... At what point have you had this yet? Because you might not have within two months. Have you had the instance with your daughter? And I'm, I'm just about to sound like a fucking psycho. I'm about to say something that I can tell is going to make me sound like a psycho, but it's true. And if there's any other parents here in the room, are there, clap if you're a parent. Are there any other parents right here? Okay, so there's enough of us. Those people I think we had. Have you had any experiences with your daughter yet where you've realized that you're capable of killing another human being now? Because you have this kid to protect and you just have an instinct that's like, I'll fucking kill you. Like, and we were like, oh, I can do that. I can now kill. Have you, you might not have had that in the first two months. I remember mine so distinctly. Have you had that moment yet? Um, yes, I guess I have. Um, it does kind of make us sound like psychos. You're right. I don't know. You're bouncing them, like trying to get them to go to sleep. You know, like if I bounce like too much more, like, like I, it could hurt her. Or like if I just like fall on the bed right now and like she's in the carrier. Yeah. It's like a it's like wow, she's really fragile. She's so tiny and you gotta protect her. Yeah. And it brings out this like animal stuff. so you wanna this is I I don't think I've told this story on the show. I don't think I have. If there's any regular listeners, the Christmas tree story, has that come up? I don't think it's ringing a bell. Because it's because it's it's scary. But you want to hear my moment, caller? Sure. Go ahead. So, my son was born in April. We were still living in Queens, and in New York City, they do that thing where you you get your Christmas trees because just random. This is true. Random dudes from Canada drive down with a bunch of trees and set them up on the street, and they sell them, and they sleep in their van, and it's it's weird, and like people, and it's like all they're all territorial. It's a very strange culture, but in our neighborhood, there were always a few. You walk around, you see who has the best prices, and we saw one that said uh, free delivery, and we went and talked to them, and it was like, oh, if you live in a certain number of blocks, usually I'd hoist that tree home up on my shoulders, but this year I'm like, we got the kid with us and the strollers, so Hallie's not going to be able to help me, and I'm so tired, and I don't want to just like put it up on my back and drag a tree home like an asshole, so I got to do the free delivery, and he's like, yeah, we'll send the guy, what's your number, we'll call you, you just tip the guy, delivery's free, just tip the guy, so I'm like, great, so we go home, I say it'll be in the next hour or two, I'm like, great, we get home. Hallie takes a shower. She has to run some errands. She leaves. And I'm alone in the house. Cal goes down for his nap. The buzzer rings. I'm like, hello. The guy's like, yeah, it's your Christmas tree delivery. This dude comes upstairs. And he's like getting off the elevator. He's got it in one of these little granny carts, we call them in New York City, like these little carts that people use to, um, you know, because in the city streets, you don't park in a parking lot at a shopping cart. You bring your own little mini shopping cart to the supermarket. And the tree that's, the, the, tr- the stump of the tree is stuck in the thing. And the guy's like, hi, I'm George. The tree's stuck. I'm so sorry. And he's like bumbling, kind of like, oh, gosh, sorry about this. Out in the hallway, can't get the tree out of the cart. And I'm like trying to help him. He's like, this never happens. He's like a sitcom character. 
I'm like, this is weird, man. What's going on with this guy? Like, this is funny. And he's like, oh, God, thanks for helping me. I'm so sorry. And like, I'm like, it's cool, man. It's cool. And they had told me to set up the base of the tree. So he carries it in. And it's in that orange netting, you know, that like plastic netting that goes around the tree. And I set up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get the tree in there. And I get it balanced in there. And he's setting it up. And he looks up. And now my wife had this family friend, a friend of her mom's, who gave us this really nice uh, toy chest. And it had the word cow engraved in it. It's like wooden and it has it like cut into it. And he goes, oh, you got a kid, huh? Cow, cow. And I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, it's short for Caleb. He's like, oh, Caleb, that's a great name. Yeah, and like keeps going. And then he gets everything set up and the tree is screwed in and it's standing up straight on its own. And he goes, I just got to get the net off. You got any scissors? So I go to my desk and I just can't find the scissors. They're just not where I usually keep them. And I'm looking in the drawer. They're just not there. Somebody has used them. They're not there. So I can't find the scissors, but I had this old, um, like, janky pocket knife that a friend of mine gave me once, like, for no reason. My friend Eli, he's just this lovable, dumb friend of mine, was like, I bought a bunch of pocket knives. Here's a pocket knife. And he gave me that. I was like, all right, I'll just, like, leave it on my desk to open letters, I guess, like whatever. And it just sat there forever. I've never touched the thing really. So I grabbed this knife and I go, I can't find the scissors, but I, I got this. And I hand this guy the knife and dude, I have never seen this before, but I put this knife in this guy's hand and he became a different human being. It was the weirdest thing. He looked at the knife and I swear to you, if I remember right, what he said was, Oh, hello, pretty, to the knife. What? And I just, as soon as he said it, I was like, that, you don't even sound like the dude who is in my hallway right now. And he kind of looked at me and I looked at him and he started like cutting the thing and it, the whole tone was just different. And I was like, what is going on? Like every hair on my arm is, stand, is standing up and I'm like, uh, just like sitting here in my head, like something feels off, like something really feels off. And then wouldn't you know it, baby monitor, guess who wakes up? Cal starts crying. And I kind of glance over towards the monitor, and so does this guy. He told me his name was George. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I don't know. It, there's a lot of Georges in the world. I'm sure it's fine. So he kind of looks at it, and he looks at me, and I'm now just, like, locking eyes with him. And I'm hoping that Cal just, like, stops crying and goes back to sleep. And the guy's like looking at me and not really like messing with the tree netting anymore. He's just holding this knife I handed him. And he's like, sounds like Caleb's up. And I'm like, well, he, 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 he'll fall back asleep if we're quiet. So just keep going with that. He'll go back to sleep. And the guy cuts the net a little bit more. And then like 20, 30 seconds go by, Cal's still crying. He's like, I don't know if he's going to go back to sleep. And I'm like, fuck. Like, and now I'm in this mode where I'm like scrambling in my head because I'm like, I don't know, I really don't know what to do. Like, I really don't, like, if I don't get the kid, he's gonna know it's cause I don't like him. Maybe that's gonna set him off. If For I sure. do get the kid, maybe he'll just wrap up and get out of here. So I go, okay, I'm gonna go get Cal. And we had the, um, we had like baby gates set up in our living room in a circle for him to play in at the time cause he was crawling. So I bring him out. And I right away put him in the baby gates and then I stand in between the baby gates and the guy, just every instinct. And he like is leaning around me. He's like, oh, wow, he's really beautiful. And like, he just sounded different. And Cal just looked at the guy and uh, started crying again. And the guy goes, 
Caleb, yeah. does, he goes, I'll never forget. It was like a fucking horror movie. He goes, Caleb doesn't like George, huh? And I was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. And I was like, well, we can just wrap up. I'm like, he, he's sometimes when he wakes up from a nap, he's in a bad mood. Um, so it's not about you, George. Don't worry about it. Like you just finish up. I'll deal with him. It's fine. And he's like, yeah, I know. Caleb doesn't like George. And then he leans around me again and I'm getting chills thinking about, it. no, it's not going to affect anyone else the same way. Cause they weren't there. This motherfucker, George, in a perfect Donald Duck voice, just goes, hello, Caleb, in like this Donald Duck. And I wanted to scream. I was like ready to scream. I was like, uh, uh, but I'm keeping a poker face. He's like, hello, Caleb, you don't like George? Like talking like Donald Duck. I can't do a Donald Duck voice, but he's like, you know, he's doing all that bullshit. He's like, like, and he, all of a sudden I'm like, I just gave a psychopath a knife and he turned into fucking Donald Duck in my house, man. And he's like ignoring the tree now and he's trying to get closer. He's like trying to get around me to see Cal. And I finally was like, hey, George, man, I got a lot of stuff to do and he's being kind of fussy. So we got to finish up with the tree, buddy. And, um, and, and we, let's just finish with the tree. So he goes back to the tree and he's just talking now. And he had been in the hallway, like I said, he'd been like, oh, this never happens with the tree. I'm so, so like all goofball voice. And, and now he's like, yeah, sometimes kids like me. Sometimes they don't. I don't know why. Like his voice was different. His demeanor was different. His eyes were different. I didn't different. know why. Dude, it was wild. Everything he said, I was like, and I really was getting into a point in my head where I was, I realized I was like, and I'm not being histrionic and I'm not sitting here saying I was like thinking this like anything, but instinctively I was just like, if he goes back towards Caligan, I might have to kill this fucking guy. Like I might have to kill this guy. And I could do, I knew, I was like, I can do it. Like if he's going to walk towards my son with that knife and be a creep again, I'm going to like push him. And if he comes back at me with that knife, it might be me and him. It might be he dies or I die. And I'm like having this insane dialogue in my head in front of my fucking eight-month-old son while a psychopath is setting up a Christmas tree. I'm like, this might be how I die, trying to kill this fucking Christmas tree delivery man. And um, he started to say something else. And I finally went, you know what? I got it, George. I got it. And I had a tip for him in my pocket. So they told me just tip the guy. So I didn't even need to take my wallet. I go... Here's your tip. Thanks for everything. I'm sure you got other cheese to deliver. Happy holidays, man. And he's like, no, I can finish. And I was just like, nope, I'm good. Thanks. And I just started walking him down towards the door. And he was kind of like backing up. And I got him out into the hallway. And I just slammed the door and locked it. But, the, but here's the crazy thing is like, to me, if someone like bum rushes you into a hallway, slams the door in your face and locks it, you say something, right? Like you'd get offended. You'd be like, what the fuck, man? Or like, yeah. what did I do? Or like, you'd be knocking, hey, did I do something wrong? I feel like I watched out the people. He grabbed the cart. He just ran. Like he knew something was off too. What? He grabbed his cart and just took off. He didn't even wait for the elevator. He went down the steps. Dude. Like he also understood that something really fucked up just happened and he got out of there. And that's when I was like, oh, I guess I can kill another human being. And it's not even that big a deal to me anymore. Because if that guy took one step towards my son, it was going to be me or him. I knew it was. So anyway, yeah, you're gonna, you got that to look forward to with parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good for you, man. That's something I'm working on is like when people are weird assholes, just like you don't owe them anything. You don't know him. Like, fuck George. Yeah, and that, I did learn that. Well, I tell you what, man. 
And it's not like I watch this show all the time, but you, you, everybody in life has seen at least a couple episodes of Oprah. And I remember there was that stretch of Oprah where there was that book that was all about, and it was really aimed towards women uh, enduring assault, but it was just trust your instinct. Like, and I remember that just popping into my head of like polite, like how statistics show how so often it's like people's urge to not offend someone else leads to them having an opportunity to get out of a bad situation that they pass on due to like societal politeness. And that popped into my head. I had that moment of like, fucking Oprah would not want me to be polite right now. <laughs> Fuck George. Like, George, you gotta get... Oh, and I didn't even tell you the fucking craziest part, man. Have not seen that knife since. He kept that knife. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So anyway, man... That's not the craziest part, but yeah, that's that's... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and my wife, like, we have the same thing with our dogs. Like, we walk in the neighborhood, and, like, if someone else's dog runs up, like, they start getting into it, I have to pick the dog up and keep walking. Yeah. And the owner will come by and say, oh, he's just friendly. My wife will just be like, oh, don't worry about it, you know. I'm just like, don't say anything to them. Just keep walking. Like, it's not okay. Keep your dog on a leash. You don't have to be nice to them. Just like keep going. Stand up for yourself, I guess. Yeah, I'm with but, you. Yeah. Like I'm with you. You gotta stand up. Um, okay, we've got some reactions coming in. Bill wants to know how do I get my letters open now. Thank you, Bill. I'm I'm glad you saw what the real message of that story was. I mostly just use my fingers. A lot of people asking about if I got the knife back. You've heard I didn't. Um, Ashley says, fuck George. Arxy says, fuck George. Alyssa, that's nice of you, says, I would help you hide a body. Thanks so much. Um, Caleb doesn't like George. Chris doesn't like George either right now. Uh, Marissa, I'm so sorry. The Christmas tree story is actual nightmare material. Um, Bill also says, I have seven kids. I've had the I can kill feeling as they grow to teenagers. The focus shifts from strangers to the teens themselves. Alyssa says, I work in childhood. I am so sure I could kill someone now. Someone looks at my students wrong and I'm in their face. I'm five foot two and look like I'm in middle school. I'm 23. Um, Stacy, I have 15 year old twins. I've had the I can kill feeling. Sounds like this is a, it sounds like this is a, a common thing amongst parents. So I will also say to Luke, who I think is the guy who originally, in the middle of the George story, Luke, I think Luke is the first guy who asked if you could fart. And then now in the middle of all this, um, and also a lot of people saying, proud of Caller for keeping his child safe with the vaccine. Um, Bill says, six of my seven kids are vaxxed. Um, if my six-year-old can do it, so can your dad. Um, vaccines yeah. are everyone's choice. The consequences are on them, not on you, saying you don't have to feel responsibility. Um, and now in the middle of all this, a lot of reactions from people sympathizing with your family's vaccine play, my story about feeling like I could kill someone when my son was threatened. Luke, Luke's most important takeaway for some reason in the middle of those two stretches of the call is, I bet he never got challenged to a farting contest. <laughs> Seems like no matter what we talk about, caller, some guy named Luke in Omaha is gonna bring it back to fart somehow. <laughs> we have feel people going, uh, that your reaction to my story, people are saying it sounds like you and I are gonna fight again. That's from Brian. Eli says that knife is definitely in an evidence bag somewhere. Whereas Alyssa says, what if the knife is tied to a string of Christmas tree murders? Um, 
Slevin asking me if I need a new knife. No, thank you. I'm flying tomorrow, so they'd confiscate it anyway. And then Matt saying, right now George is telling someone a story about how some guy shoved him out of his apartment after his spot-on Donald Duck impression. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know what happened. This guy's kid is all sad and pissed off. He just woke up from a nap. I'm cheering him up with my Donald. Next thing I know, this asshole throws me out in the hall. Oh my God. Chris, I, I do have to tell you, as you were telling that story, um, I had the feeling that I had to burp and I kind of silenced it. I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, you just broke all our goddamn hearts, caller. I, I'm sorry. I know. It happened so quickly. I didn't know. I'm worried know too. To do. Is that physically safe for you to stifle a burp? I feel like you got to let these burps out. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I can kind of keep them quiet now. But we got eight maybe, minutes left. Maybe, we got eight minutes, maybe sometime in the I'll next, try it. it'll resurface. And don't force it. I don't want you to force it. But maybe in the next, okay. oh, okay. seven minutes, 20 seconds now, that burp could resurface. Yeah, I was going to say, for some reason, when I drink water now, I like burp, which is apparently not common. No one else no. does that. Most people, so when they drink Baja just, Blast. Like, yeah, for sure. Hey, call so, like I can just get some water. How's your? I want to just ask. Just uh, we only have a few minutes, and I know it could be a long answer, but I just want to hear quickly. How's your wife doing? Because I know those first two months are just—they're insane for everybody. But I know for for her, it, probably even more so if it mirrors my experience. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's doing pretty good. She's luckily um, she's a contractor, so. She doesn't have to go back to work till January, and like I'm working from home now, so. Oh, nice. Like I'm here, you know, and he's. It, it's hard no matter what, though, you know. Like even with both of us, it's gonna be hard, but. Yeah. You know, she's. I'm proud of her. She's doing pretty good. I'm considering like. We're kind of having to help her mom as well because she lives like, five minutes away, and her dad just was like such a big part of her life, like just taking care of her basically that we're trying to pick up the slack. So yeah, I bet. A little, yeah, a little harder than I assume most people have it, but I'm proud of her. She's doing great. That's cool. That's cool. I'm glad that you're uh, feeling that pride and letting her know, I hope, because it goes a long way. Oh, yeah, definitely. Got five and a half minutes to squeeze yeah. this burp out. Uh, um, you, you told me not to force it. Okay. I don't want you to force. I mean, it. I can get a drink. I don't want you to force it, but I'm Listen, hoping. I- I'm hoping that the podcasting gods hand us a burp in the next five minutes that allow us to stick the landing. If not, I feel like I'm just kind of, kind of be waiting for a burp for five minutes, and then the show's going to end, and I'm gonna have to figure out what to say to all these people here at the waiting room in Omaha. I think you're just going to have to burp for me if that doesn't happen. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure if that happened organically or if you're some sort of manipulative mastermind who's been engineering that from the start. Because, Caller, would you <laughs> agree? Was that a burp? Well, because I've joked about it, and then some of the tweets have come in. And ten- There's been moments of some quiet tension between you and I, and this feels like yet another one. 
But wait, why, why is this one? I get the other ones. But why, why this one? It feels like I kind of attempted to put something on you and then you, you put it on me in a way that felt, uh, I, I wouldn't say combative, but maybe I feel put on the spot. But maybe that's because I was putting you on the spot. Either way. Oh, no, I just meant like, I just meant like, if I can't do it, like someone's got to do it, I guess. Like, uh, maybe someone there, there you go. Or someone at the end, whoever can like burp the loudest, like that would probably be the best way to end the show. I just did it three minutes and 55 um, seconds too early then. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. All right, well, I'm going to get a drink of water, and I okay. swear. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to force it. Don't force anything. But this is another one. This is another one of those moments where I don't think you've had anyone on the podcast take a sip of water. So that can't. I mean, I drink water every episode. Okay. 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 I got you. But we're going to hear you take an actual sip of water. This is again more titillating audio here. We've heard you wash your hands. Now we're going to hear you sip water. Yeah, everyone. This, this is the same water, except it's it's filtered in the refrigerator. I have it in a glass. About to take a sip. Okay. Okay. Not gonna force anything. It happens. Now it's just silent. Everyone's waiting. Yeah. On bated breath, but we can chill. Okay. It is. It is some like pressure. I don't know. Uh. I've ever had this much pressure to play. I just did another one. See? There you go. Take another sip. Yeah, yeah. Matt said, if some guy named Luke asks Chris to fart into the mic now, I'm leaving. I don't know, Chris. I don't know if it's coming or not. It's okay. Don't force it. Don't force it. Alyssa wants, we've got two minutes left. I'm going to do some questions from the crowd while you try to see if we can organically get to a burp. Alyssa wants to know if you're also from the Midwest. The Aujis gave her Midwestern vibes. Uh, no, I'm from the South. Okay. Oh, um, that's shocking so to no. all of us. Marissa says, are we in a middle school boys locker room? A burping contest in front of a live audience? Marissa, I go with what the phone gives me. Bill, yeah, that's fair. It is that's fair. fair. Bill says, I hope I mean, his burp sounds like a goose. <laughs> okay, one minute and 25 seconds left, caller. We're just waiting, and if it doesn't oh, happen, no. if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen, that's fine. That's fine. What else do you have on the agenda for tonight? Um, going to sleep. That's pretty much it. So right after this, you're going to lay down and go to sleep. Slevin says, free the burp. Um, Slevin's rooting you on, says, free the burp. Got exactly yeah, I don't, one um, minute. I'll probably let my wife get up and do stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, take care of the kid. Uh-huh, sure. But, uh, yeah, mostly sleep. I want to congratulate you again on your daughter. I want to say I'm so sorry to hear about your father-in-law. I, I really hope your dad comes around and at the very least has like an open and honest conversation about this where it's not just standoffish. I, I, I can't imagine how heartbreaking it must be. So all those things, yeah. I want to just make sure I get on record as we have 30 seconds left in case this burp manages to start. It, it happened. Did you hear it? It happened. I swear it happened. Oh, did you not hear it? Everyone heard it. 
Standing ovation level burp. Okay. <laughs> Standing ovation. I feel like everyone in this room was just actually thrilled by that in a way that was like really beautiful to witness, except of course, Marissa, who made it very clear prior to that, not into it, and the three people who liked Marissa's speech. Caller, thank you so much for that fascinating and quite strange phone call. <laughs> thank you again to our caller. Thank you again to everybody who came out live in Omaha. Thank you to the great Andrea Quinn who came on the road with me and engineered things from the sound booth. Thank you to Anita Flores who produces the show. Thank you to Marcus Tom who engineers the show. Thank you to Shell Shag for our theme music. And hey, got a button there on your player. It probably says something like subscribe or favorite or follow. Whatever you're listening on, please go ahead, hit that button. It helps the show so much when you do. Podswag.com for all of our merch. If you want ad-free episodes of our show, as well as tons of other shows, use the promo code STORIES. Get one month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium. 